Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the good stuff right there at cruiseradio.net. On this show, Australian journalist Natalie Arroyan will be joining us via satellite from Royal Caribbean's Navigator of the Seas. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. All right, let's get right to it. The Grand Princess was recently in dry dock for some renovations. What kind of enhancements did it undergo? It's actually a, a significant renovation because they're they're adding some of the features that are found on some of the newer uh, ships, like the Piazza, which is like a, a main gathering area with uh, you know coffee bar and, and other things in the middle of the ship. But uh, the, grand, the most significant part of the ship is they are removing which, what is commonly called as the shopping cart handle, which was Skywalker's Lounge. Mm-hmm. So it's that big, huge, um, I think it's like 327,000 pounds or something, um, at the very top rear of the ship. They removed that entire structure so it more resembles uh, the newer ships. So it's a significant structural change to the ship, and every time Princess does renovations to the ships, they really look amazing. Why'd they take it off? I think it just had to do with looks, functionality. I don't, you know, just over the years, people just weren't going up there. It wasn't a very large space, and that's where their disco was. Mm-hmm. So they were able, they're going to relocate it down uh, several decks. Uh, and uh, and just make better use of the ship, of the space. Gotcha. So this next talking point has been an ongoing joke for years about people using cruise ships as assisted living facilities, but recently this became a not-so-fun reality for a passenger on celebrity cruises, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, You're referring to the cruise passenger that was recently disembarked uh, while um, on uh, one of the celebrity ships. Yeah. And, you know, jokingly, we've all seen emails where, you know, people talk about the great care that is given onboard cruise ships and that senior citizens should consider using the cruise ships as assisted living facilities because the food, the entertainment, and the service is significantly better. In the case of this passenger, his wife, who is his, who is his caregiver, decided not to come on the sailing at the last moment. And the passenger felt that, well, I've got a suite, I've got a butler, and the, but the butler should be taking me in and out of bed, in and out of the wheelchair, and on and off the toilet and bathing him. Wow. Which is preposterous. <laughs> so the cruise line assisted him for a couple of days. They tried to help, but it just became overbearing and, and just way out of bounds about, you know, for what the cruise lines, the types of services that the cruise lines are supposed to be offering. A butler is not there for your personal care and your hygiene. Uh, they're there to, you know, tidy up the cabin and to do what they can to assist uh, as, as a, like a concierge. But, uh, you know, they're not there as a, as a nurse. Uh, Celebrity offered uh, the passenger an opportunity to hire a nurse. And uh, they gave him you know, literally a couple days, and uh, he declined. So they wound up disembarking him from the ship. And, you know, he, he made a, a big fuss when he got back. And, I mean, the passenger's completely off base. Should have hired the nurse. He was completely incapable of caring for himself and really put the cruise line in an uncomfortable position. And also keep in mind that the cruise line did not know that the passenger was in need of such care because this was a ship charter. And the cruise line, uh, there was a charter company that was, that was handling the matter, and they, too, did not know the type of assistance that the passenger had. They tried to accommodate him. He didn't want to cooperate, and all they could do was disembark him from the next possible protocol. So, moral of the story, butlers are there to clean your cabin, not wipe your ass. Exactly. There you go. 
card. <laughs> well said, Doug. <laughs> I understand cabbies are boycotting Great Victoria Harbor. Why is this? Well, it's, it's a good question. Um, you know, several ships have now been boycotted by the cab drivers, and it turns out that the authority, the Port Authority, is charging the cab drivers a $200 annual fee to uh, be able to pick up passengers at the pier. So the cabbies are essentially are, are really upset because they think it's just an outrageous amount. Now, you know, looking at it from both sides, you know, the, the port says, well, you know, you guys are going to make up, uh, you know, a ton of money here, and it's really a pittance. But, you know, are the you know, government entities supposed to be really, um, you know, getting into uh, profit-making or, or profit-sharing? Because you can't tell me that, you know, there's $200 is necessary to cover any expenses. Um, and really what they're doing is they're putting the, the cruise passengers uh, in, a, in a very uncomfortable position, and therefore the cruise lines. And, you know, if, if the port, you know, can't get it together, well, then maybe the cruise lines need to be looking at avoiding Victoria until they can get their, their act together because cruise ship passengers should not be arriving in, a, in any port where they can't provide the, you know, the necessary services. We briefly talked about this last week. Princess Cruises going back into Egypt. Now, with them doing this, will we see other cruise lines following suit? You know, Doug, that's, that's another good question. But, uh, you know, as of right now, we're talking, we, you know, we're about two weeks uh, into this announcement from Princess. And at this point, no other cruise line um, is, is making that kind of a move right now. So it's, it's kind of surprising that, you know, Princess went ahead and did it. They, they felt comfortable. They, their security teams were out there and comfortable with the safety of, of the ships and the passengers. But, uh, you know, May 15th will be the first time that one of their ships calls. Uh, but none of the other cruise lines at this point uh, have, have followed suit. Mr. Stewart, she on the cruise guy. Thanks, man. Hey, my pleasure. All right, Doug, let's get a winner. I hope they answer. <laughs> Hello? Is Janet Heaton there? This is she. This is Matt and Doug from Cruise Radio. Can you imagine why we're calling? <laughs> oh, I think I might have an idea. Yeah, just a little bit. Janet, you've got the Porthole Cruise Magazine prize pack. Yeah! <laughs> Something worth clapping about, even if Yay! I'm the only one clapping. Now, when was the last time you did cruise, Janet? Actually, just recently on the Allure of the Seas. Oh, how was that? It was fantastic. So you were able to identify the picture. In an instant. Very good. So what was your favorite part of the Allure? Central Park. Very nice. Anything else? The wine bar up there, Vintage's, is a nice place to relax. And it's just a little piece of heaven. There's like a million restaurants on there. Which one's your favorite? Well, I've been to Chop's. On other ships with Royal Caribbean, um, I didn't get there this past cruise on the Allure, yeah. but um, the Mexican restaurant there was good, too, on the boardwalk. Very good, very good. Well, I hope you enjoy the Porthole Cruise Magazine prize pack, and thank you for listening and supporting us, Janet. No, definitely. Well, I love your show. You guys do a great job. Now, if you'd like to win a Porthole Cruise Magazine prize pack, here's all you do. Go to Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. I just posted a trivia question on there. Answer the trivia question, and you're in to win a big, fat porthole prize pack. Doug, tell them again how to get there. Okay, 1970s cheesy DJ. That's Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. Porthole Cruise Magazine is celebrating its 15-year anniversary. To say thanks for your support, they're offering Cruise Radio listeners a special subscription rate of 10 issues for $15. To receive this offer, listeners who are U.S. residents can go to porthole.com subscription page and log in with promo code CRUISERADIO or call 
800-776-PORT. That's 800-776-7678. And mention Cruise Radio. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Hazanar. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah. From E-Travel Blackboard, journalist Natalie Arroyan is with us via satellite. Right now, she is aboard Royal Caribbean's Navigator of the Seas. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Natalie. First of all, what ports are you hitting? With this being a five-night cruise, we only headed to Labadee in Haiti, which is Royal Caribbean's private island. Absolutely gorgeous there. And also the new port of Falmouth, Jamaica. So where are you now, Natalie? We just left Falmouth, Jamaica, and are heading home now. Uh, We've got one more day at sea before we hit Fort Lauderdale, unfortunately. Now, Natalie, last week Doug had talked to the Jamaica Tourist Board, and they had told him that the Port of Falmouth was about 95% complete. How accurate is that? Yeah, I was expecting the port to be a little closer to completion, given your chat to Chris uh, from Falmouth last week and also from when I spoke to him at Cruise 360. Uh, There's a lot of construction happening, but it's definitely getting there. And I'm unsure as to whether they'll meet their one-month completion date. I don't know if that's Jamaica time or or regular time, but it, it is looking great and it's quite impressive and it will be quite impressive once it is finished. So what's the local vibe? Everyone's really excited um, about the port. All the people working there are really quite visibly excited to be involved in it, which was really lovely to see. Again, after talking to the Jamaica Tourist Board last week, they said they're cleaning up the streets down in Falmouth and uh, getting rid of the people who hassle you in the port. Uh, Did you experience any of that? Look, it's quite visible that uh, the government is trying to clean up the area. There was quite a heavy police presence just outside the port. Uh, We did a trolley tour. Uh, It was a really cheap $10 trolley tour that we actually booked within the port that took us out and around and showed us um, some of the really beautiful buildings and the old churches and everything. And we had a police escort, which was very surprising. And whilst I'm sure that it was supposed to make us feel safer I found it a little bit unnerving that there was the need for that I haven't traveled to Jamaica before but I have traveled extensively in the South Pacific Islands and while there's a lot of haggling and a lot of kind of begging's probably the wrong word but but kind of begging for you to purchase wares and and items at the markets um I didn't I didn't really feel that that was so bad within the port There's an element of that, but it does seem very controlled. What I was surprised with was when we got off the Navigator, we 
uh, were able to take photos as you normally are. You, you get off and you can take a photo next to the ship. And uh, there were some Rasta guys that were really cool. I thought they were part of the ship or part of the crew and they'd sort of donned the wigs and all of that sort of thing. As it turns out, they're actually from uh, from Falmouth, and when we headed back to the ship, they were really full on with wanting to take photos and get paid, and I was very surprised that they were allowed so close to the ship because it was quite annoying. I, I got on and off um, a couple of times during the day, and each time I was accosted by them wanting to take a photo, which kind of annoyed me, but within the markets, it wasn't too bad. There were some really beautiful, um, beautiful items there, really cheap as well. Um, obviously, if I'd gone into the port a bit more through those markets, they probably would have been cheaper. But my one experience of that when I did head out of the port, I just felt a bit uncomfortable. Was there much of a police presence? There were um, there were a lot of police. Um, there seemed to be a, a bit of a military presence. I could be wrong. They may have just been police with much larger guns. Um, but I didn't feel 100% comfortable and did decide to get back onto the ship. But there were quite a few passengers who were, were happy wandering around the local markets. It just wasn't my thing. Was anyone reluctant to get off the ship? Yeah, there were a few people who were uh, not too keen to get off the ship in Falmouth. Uh, I actually saw one of the crew go up to the information booth at the port and ask them if it was safe and whether she'd be okay leaving by herself. She actually decided to go on the trolley tour with us and that was about as much of uh, Falmouth that she experienced. A lot of passengers that I spoke to who didn't decide to do tours just headed off, spent some time within the port and then went back on board. So for our listeners who may be stopping in Falmouth, Jamaica, any advice for anything they should see or stay away from? My recommendation for visitors to Falmouth would definitely be to do a shore tour. Uh, There are about three to four pages of shore tours within the cruise compass, and they're all fairly reasonably priced uh, for, for quite long durations. I spoke to quite a few passengers who had done tours and definitely the most popular was the zip line. Uh, the zip line in Falmouth is the longest in Jamaica. Um, what I found a lot of people did was uh, they didn't do it in Labadee and then heard how awesome it was in Labadee and decided to book in Falmouth, which was uh, quite cool. The other thing that was that got quite a good response from passengers, uh, a little bit quieter but a bit unique, was the high tea at the Good Hope Estate. Apparently it's absolutely beautiful there and it was a very proper way to spend an afternoon in Jamaica. Heard some very good things about the the Dunn Falls. Uh, That was quite popular amongst the passengers on board on board my uh, my sailing but there is such a huge variety on board and they sort of range from about fifty dollars uh, to about a hundred and fifty but all quite long I mean some of the some of the tours were five hours uh, so quite a bit of variety there but I definitely would recommend doing a tour that's something I would definitely do next time rather than relying on being able to get off the ship and just walk around all right very good Natalie now you're about to head up to the bridge and talk to the captain of the Navigator. Is that still on? It is indeed. I'll actually be heading to the bridge of the ship in a few moments. 
If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on radio channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're going to be cruising from or to Vancouver this summer, you have got to head to the world-famous Bouchart Gardens, which is bursting at the seams with its 55 acres of amazing seasonal gardens. You'll stroll along paved pathways that wind in and out of enormous clusters of flowers, fountains, streams, and ponds. Navigate among several different types of gardens that are separated by style, like the Japanese Garden, the Mediterranean Garden, the Italian Garden, and the Rose Garden. Bouchard Gardens is really a place you have to see to believe, so if you're cruising the region this season, or if you're visiting Vancouver any time of year, the gardens are open, by the way, year-round, you should definitely schedule time for a visit. For some amazing photos, an events calendar, and other information, go to BouchardGardens.com, and that's B-U-T-C-H-A-R-T Gardens.com. Have a question for the experts, or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. All right, let's go back to Natalie Arroyan, who is aboard the Navigator of the Seas. I believe she's on the bridge. Natalie, who are you there with? Captain Patrick Dahlgren. How are you, Captain? Very good. Nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for taking us around the bridge. It's very exciting. Um, now, it was announced recently that this ship is going to spend the upcoming winter in the Caribbean rather than Europe. As a captain, is one destination more favourable than the other? No, I think it's the favourability from a captain's standpoint is that you like you like changes. It is mm. nice. Actually, personally, I like changes instead of going the same and especially having winter in the Caribbean and summer in the Mediterranean is beautiful because it really is. Mediterranean is amazing as a destination. I mean, it is really nice. In the summer, it's better than the winter. During your tenure, what's the roughest seas you've been in? Hmm. That would actually be in the Mediterranean, actually. So in the Gulf of Lions, we have had some really rough patches a few times, you know, where we had hurricane force winds for hours and hours, actually. So it can come pretty fast. Mediterranean, not many people think about it, but it can be quite rough in certain spots. Then again, you won't notice much on board. You know, you had some Irish sailors on board, uh, the Voyage of the Seas, my previous ships, and we went through nine hours of hurricane force winds and and then after that was over, I walked down in the promenade for my captain's pictures. And the um, guy came up and said, I don't think you were telling the truth last night. He said, about the wind. There's no way it was that windy. And I said, well, we had 80 knots of wind. And he said, there's no way it was 80 knots. You know, it wasn't moving. I said, it was 80 knots. However, it depends on what ship you're on, right? Yeah. And she didn't really move at all. Are the Azipod propulsion units better than fixed propulsion? Big difference. It's actually, first of all, it takes less space than a normal propulsion system. And as well, sea is so much more maneuverable. It's a completely different thing. Um, I can tell you one story. When I was on um, Liberty of the Seas, actually a few weeks ago as captain there, and we went into St. Martin, then Prince, Princess Cruise Lines came in with one of their new ships as well. And afterwards, uh, I went on board to go for a walk around with the captain there. Right? And he was saying to me, in the morning, it was so difficult to get in, wasn't it? It was really struggling, windy this morning. I said, was it? <laughs> 
And he was like, yeah, whatever, you guys have pots. You know, this is the whole thing, right? It makes a big difference. You know, you can get in in so strong winds where, you know, you see, coming into Fort Lauderdale in the morning, you hear other crews and they call for tugboats here, tugboats there all the time preparing themselves. And we just go straight in and dock, you know? I mean, we can dock in 40 knots winds. Well, they have to have tugboats from 20 knots. So it's a very different type of maneuverability. I mean, we build technically very advanced ships, and this is things that guests won't see, but it's enormous expense as a company because we basically have developed the part of the propulsion system together with the manufacturer, which cost us a lot, but in turn, we can go into ports where other crews would have canceled. So. Well, thank you so much, Captain, and thank you for hosting me on the bridge this afternoon. Thank you, Natalie. Nice meeting. Thank you. Every once in a while, a company will send us their product to test out and provide a review for. And since Doug and I are going to Europe next week to sail aboard the brand new Carnival Magic, and since airline check bag fees are through the roof, we were especially happy to see this Eat Smart Precision Voyager Luggage Scale. This digital luggage scale, yes, I said digital, is so cool. All you do is basically clip it onto your luggage, turn it on, and pull your luggage up. When it weighs your bag, it'll beep two times. It'll tell you exactly how much your bag weighs. That's so easy. There's also a conversion button on here too. Hit units and it'll go from pounds to kilograms. You always prefer the metric system, don't you, Doug? Because because I'm so worldly. (laughs) So before you leave your house and head to the airport, use this scale to avoid those ridiculous check bag fees. What are they at now anyway? Yeah, they start at $25 and up to $100 per bag. That is ridiculous. Now, if you want to order the Eat Smart Precision Voyager luggage scale, it's only $19.95. And get this, it only weighs a tenth of a pound, so it's very easy to take with you anywhere. You can find out more at eatsmartproducts.com or click the link on our show notes. Every week, we like to try and save you a little bit of money thanks to cruisesforless.com. So take note, a four-night Western Caribbean cruise aboard the Carnival Imagination. This hits Key West and Cozumel, May 23rd, out of Miami, round trip from $299, or an Ocean View cabin from $329. This one is the first Alaska deal of the season for under $500 per person aboard the Celebrity Millennium. It's a seven-night cruise in Alaska, Vancouver to Seward, on May 20th from just $499. Sail aboard the Crown Princess. This is a 15-night ocean crossing May 7th from Fort Lauderdale to London, starting at $599, an ocean view from $699. By the way, this is their first cruise after their extensive dry dock renovations, so if you want to visit London after all the royal wedding hoopla, cruise to Europe from $39 a night. Here's a great deal for our listeners in the Northeast aboard the Caribbean Princess, a nine-night Eastern Caribbean, departing out of New York on May 26 from just $699 a person. This one will let you sail to the Caribbean over the Memorial Day holiday weekend. To book any one of these cruises right now, call 888-973-SHIP. That's 888-973-7447. Or go to cruisesforless.com. All right, that's going to do it. Very excited, aren't you, Doug? Oh, yeah. We are both going to be aboard the brand new Carnival Magic out of Venice, Italy, and hitting uh, Croatia, Sicily. 
uh, three ports in Italy, Monte Carlo, end up in Barcelona. We're going to share the entire experience with you, our cruise radio listeners. Don't forget we're on the Stitcher Radio Network, a very cool and convenient app right there at your smartphone store. It's a free download. Just search Cruise Radio when you're on it. Also want to welcome our new premium content subscribers and invite you to be one as well. All the material that didn't quite make it to the weekly show is found right there at our premium content section. Yeah, like some extra footage we have from Natalie a few minutes ago interviewing the captain of the Navigator of the Seas. That's up on there as well as a bunch of uh, unedited and candid interviews from uh, Cruise 360 last week as well. And if that wasn't enough to tell you about, we've also got one more chance for you to win the Porthole Cruise Magazine prize pack. Go to Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio and comment on the trivia question. It has to do with the Carnival Magic this week. Just comment your answer right under the question and you can be eligible for a Porthole prize pack. Just go to Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.